everybody. This is the tax lady, Esther Golias from EG Tax Service. Our website is egtax.com. And, of course, we are in our series kind of getting you uh, be smarter than the average person when it comes to taxes. If you listen to our series, you will you will learn a whole bunch about how they make the terminations from your, a tax standpoint. And you may be surprised to learn that um, – you maybe haven't been paying taxes. They've just been withholding taxes, and you're getting everything back plus credits. So that's just part of what we do. My name is Esther Golias. I'm joined in studio with Tiffany Davian. Hey, Tiff. Hey there, Esther. Happy day to you. Happy day to you. And Christopher Davian. Hello, Esther. Hello, Christopher. All right, so we've covered uh, filing status, exemptions, um, tax-free income. We talked about other forms of income, such as wages, interest, dividends. So we're kind of moving along to uh, rental property. And, you know, rental property is kind of, and I'm just going to say the average person's way of making some extra money, number one. And number two, um, uh, really can kind of force a tax shelter. Because this is something that they can afford to do. And many times after you take all of your expenses off, plus your depreciation, you end up with a loss, a paper loss, which you can use to offset other income. So I thought it would be good for us to talk about rental property. Now, it's not as easy as it sounds because it all gets into the nuances like, are you renting at fair market value? Are you renting to a non-relative? Are you using the property yourself? And all that kind of stuff. So we want to talk all about uh, that today. So first of all, real estate is a great investment. You it know? is. With the, you know, and it, the interest rates are so low right now. That, that's exactly right. And all the expenses when you're, when you're renting the property at fair rental value, all those expenses that are ordinary and necessary are going to be deductible. Now, what would be an expense that wouldn't be deductible if it were not ordinary necessary? Can you think of something? Mortgage interest. No, not things that wouldn't be deductible. Well, if you if it was a double and you lived in half, fixing up your own kitchen wouldn't count. Well, that's true. But let's say it was a full rental. And why? What? What wouldn't be? So, uh, what I'm thinking of specifically, it, again, it's ordinary, necessary. So, if you are the kind of person that says, "Oh no, my rental must have all golden faucets," <laughs> that's the only kind of rental I want. I want golden faucets. Well, that's not ordinary, necessary. No, because that's extravagant. True. Right. So, because the IRS is going to judge this based on the fact that you should be wanting to produce this at a profit. Right. Well, if your house is in Beverly Hills, <laughs> then maybe gold. But well, if it's maybe in, then I'm going to rent it out. For but if it's in Buffalo, New York, right. then, then no. Would, and that's exactly right, Chris. It's kind of situational. Right. Because they, they go for, for ordinary and necessary than facts and circumstances, right? Right. Yep. So ordinary and necessary in Buffalo, New York, a golden faucet would not be deductible. But like you say, in Beverly Hills, where I'm renting it to a gazillionaire who says, I, Donald Trump wants to rent for me from a, for a million dollars a month. Oh, and he wants golden faucets. Well, hey, 
I'll get golden faucets for him for a million dollars a month. And, it, you know, and because that's the facts and circumstances, right? Exactly. So ordinary and necessary. Well, we kind of got, kind of got off in the, in the weeds, but again, ordinary and necessary is going to be deductible and you don't have to worry about it when you have rental property. Right. Right. So, uh, but, and, and again, as I said, after you take your depreciation, many times it, um, it results in a loss. Now and, are all losses deductible? No, no. What no. would cause it not to be deductible? If you make too much money, uh, they become a suspended loss or a rainy day loss. So when you sell it or your income drops, then those losses are resurrected. Right. So at what point in time do you start to lose the deductibility of the rental property? I think it begins to phase out at like 150 for it, it a married couple. It starts at 100 and ends at 150. At 150. Mm-hmm. Right. So it, once your income exceeds $100,000, then you start to lose. And the maximum that you can take in a rental loss, if it's a regular rental loss, is how much? 25000 25000 Correct. Now, is there a way around that? Yes. If you're in business as a rental professional. A real estate professional. A real estate professional. Not a real estate agent. <laughs> a real estate professional, which means you spend more than 750 hours managing and taking care of your rental <laughs> properties. And it and has it to, to be, be your primary source of income. Right. Right. So if you work. So now what, what happens if you're a real estate professional? And then the limit, um, the income limit is gone, and the $25,000 is gone limit. Right. So, so you could lose $300,000 if you're a real estate professional. And we know after depreciation, that that could just be the depreciation that's causing the loss. So if you are somebody that is a real estate professional, you are not subject the same terms as somebody that might be a casual uh, real estate investor. That's right? correct. That's right. Absolutely. So you have to, now I got to tell you, I do lots of tax returns every year and I do not have lots of people that are real estate professionals, but you have some, Chris, when you do their return. Right. Esther does too. I yeah, mean, well, what's interesting is if I have a highly compensated taxpayer, and I can think of one in particular who had invested in a very expensive property on the ocean. Mm-hmm. And th- with, with, the, with the goal that when they retired, they were going to cash it in and then buy something else and live in it. But in the meantime, for the last 10 years, they've been renting it out and they get a lot of money, like 75, 80,000 a year on this rental. And she was a stay at home mom. And, but she took care of all of she took care of and takes care of all of the websites and the making sure that everybody's qualified and the and the things and make sure that the painting's done and so she spends at least seven hundred fifty hours a year and I said to her you know if you were a real estate professional we could take the loss on this property and to to make sure that she did that she went and she got her real estate license to prove that she was. Uh, so sometimes it's what you don't know that can hurt you. And in, in this case, it saved them a substantial amount of money because she's the real estate professional. Right. And make sure you document everything, though. You know, Absolutely. 
two hours, eight o'clock to ten o'clock. I was on the line looking for tenants. I was making new ads, you know, updating the website. You have to, you have to document that, and that the IRS seven hundred fifty hours is very important, right? Mm-hmm. And that's right. And I believe I'm thinking of the same person you are, where the husband it was a doctor, and so their income was high. They wouldn't been entitled to the losses and, oh, wait, now you are, and it saved them money now. So it was it was a good thing. Well, actually, this is a different client. Oh, so, okay. <laughs> but, but same difference. I mean, yeah. it's it's it was the thing where the wife was not working outside the home, but she was doing all the work. And it would have been, it would have been, some remiss on my part to not say, you know, if we start documenting this stuff and you show yourself as a real estate professional, then that loss is going to be deductible. So you're not subject to the twenty five, the hundred thousand dollar restriction, phasing out one hundred fifty thousand and twenty five thousand in losses, whatever it is, they can actually take. And then and I so have, let you know, I yeah. have another client who has a rental and she rents it to her daughter, but she doesn't do it at fair market rent. And so then, thus, we cannot deduct it as a rental; it would go as other right. income. So let's, but, let's but but I've yeah, told her yeah. to lend or donate or give gift your daughter money every year. You can gift up to fifteen thousand dollars. And so she, on one hand, gifts her daughter money, and then on the other hand. Her daughter pays fair market rent. Right. But that's the important thing is the daughter is not under any compulsion to take that gift to give it to her mother. It's really a gift. And if that's what her mother said, I'm going to raise the rent, then then the mother can take the expenses to produce uh, so that she can take those expenses on that rental right. property. It has to be but legitimate. Again, you want to make sure that the that they would know that in the event of an audit, they have to prove that. And then right? what, what if you have kids in college and they, you want to get them a place close to the college, well, would you speak? That's on right. that? I want to, I want to talk about that, but here's the benefits of investment property, deductibility of all the expenses, including your travel to go there. Right. Yep. right? Yep. Your mileage. If the house you live in New York and your house is in Florida, if you right. go down there and you don't stay there and you're down there three days fixing up, painting, doing the repairs, that whole trip is deductible. Where right. people Absolutely. get in trouble is when they say, oh, I was down in Florida for three and weeks. And then I have a good time, I tell you. Yeah, all I did was fix the toilet. Well, yeah, yeah that trip isn't deductible. Right. So the whole thing is it has to be the reason for the trip. And while you're there, you're you're working on your property. Right. That's right. And you, and again, like Tiffany alluded to, you must rent out your property at fair rental value. And it's especially looked at um, closely when you're renting to a relative, right? That's right. Right. Because, because you... just like what you were saying, Tiffany, I mean, people go, oh, I don't want to charge my daughter when I charge anybody else. Well, then guess what? Your expenses are not going to be deductible. Right. Or, oh, well, it's the same tenant I had for 20 years and I just can't raise her rent because she's a little old lady on a fixed income. Well, you're not. Right. Which, means, right, which means that you're giving her a gift and that's lovely, but it's not deductible because you don't have a profit motive. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. So this all goes back to the importance of tax planning. All right, so there's the deductibility of expenses appreciation. Do you know that Buffalo 
in the last 10 years has almost doubled wow. in appreciation. Um, I was looking up that statistic uh, before the show here. And that appreciation is remarkable. So that's appreciation. And again, you don't pay taxes on appreciation until you sell it. That's exactly right. And, and so we're going to talk about some of the that, other things. That goes to the defer, 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 defer. Go on, Chris. Right. I was going to say. And then you can use your rental property personally. So you can use it and have it still maintain its business life, um, business nature, 10% of the days that it's rented or uh, 14 days, whichever is greater. So if you have it rented out for 200 days, 10% of 200 is 20 days. So you could use it personally 20 days. If you have it rented out for 50 days, then you can use it either five days or 14 days, whichever is greater. And obviously 14 days is greater. Understanding that it was rented out at Fairmont fair rental value, and you've been trying to rent it out the rest of the time that it was vacant, right? Right, right. Yep. So you can't just say, oh, I'm sorry, it's only it's only available for three months. I use it for 14 days, so it's almost a half of the three months, and I don't try to rent it out the rest of the year. That doesn't cut the mustard. You got It's got to be available the whole time. Right, right, right. You know, and let's speak of the average person, you know, where you're talking about people who make over 150000 and all that. But what a great tool for a, a newlywed couple to afford a house. You buy it. I have, I have this wonderful couple. I have lots of wonderful couples. But this one particular couple, they started off in a double and a triple. And basically, their other two tenants paid their mortgage payment. Right. You know, right. And now, now they turned that triple into a hundred percent rental, and now they bought another double. So they're they're just cruising along with no effective no house payment. Right. It, it's a way where people who think they can't afford a house can afford a house because they're getting rent to help pay the mortgage. So right. it, it you know it's something that people should look into you know if you have if you're looking for a house or your kids or grandchildren are looking for a house and they just can't afford it look at a rental property because the rent that comes in on the other half may be able to be able to make you be able to get that house right especially at today's interest rates yep i mean we cannot stress that enough i mean basically it's almost free money right you know? Yep. All right. And then the other thing with real estate. So we talked about a deductibility, appreciation. You can use part of it personally. And then there's this a special ability to exchange it for another piece of investment property to avoid taxes mm. later on. Right. That's called a real estate exchange. And how does that work? Well, that so say you have had a house for 30 years, fully depreciated. Um, you don't owe anything on the house and you bought it. Your tax basis is basically zero, but now it's worth $300,000. And if you were to sell it, you would have to pay tax on that 300000 But you Which could... with the state of New York would be like almost $80,000, right? Yep, yep. So then you can basically exchange that house for a different rental house or rental building if you want to get into the commercial side of things. Um, you could exchange it 
and not pay tax on that 300000 You just adjust the basis of the new property. So if you bought a new property for 400000 for tax purposes, you take the four hundred less three hundred thousand. You're only going to be able to depreciate a hundred thousand of that house instead right, because, of the full four. Because you're, you've taken your gain from the property A and moved it to property B. And what's so cool about that is the portability. You could have rental property in Buffalo, New York. And decide in 30 years, you think you'd like to have a condo that you're going to rent in Clearwater, Florida. Right. Right. And you can do that exchange as long as the property in Clearwater is more than the property in Buffalo. Right. And, and you know, let's we'll go back to the last show for a second. One of the things is now you exchange this house for another house. If you were to pass away. And your your children inherit the the new rental property, they get the adjusted base. They get the new the fair the market value, the stepped up yep. basis. So now this house is now worth four fifty. They get it at four fifty. If they sell it, they pay no tax. Zero taxes, right? Right. So it's remarkable. And then if they were to run it out, continuing running it out themselves, they would run it. And they would start the depreciation at four fifty instead of the hundred, so right. it's like a win win win. Real estate is a re, is a very protected and highly Favorable. leverageable investment, which gets me to the last point: is easy financing, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. I mean, you can just pick up the phone and call Quick and Loan or call uh, whoever. Uh, uh, cross state funding and say I'm buying investment property and they go okay just got to put a little more down that's it that's right you know easy financing low rates I mean I think the rate is like three percent that's like stealing so so let's give an example here let's say you have a kid in college and they want to live off campus and you know if they lived in the dorms it's going to cost you a fortune right, right. for sure uh, and and so. Average rents are $800 a month per student on, in off-campus housing. So a three-bedroom apartment would cost $2,400 a month. That's what the kids would pay, right? Right. So houses range around the $200,000, $250,000 range. So if you put 20% down because you're going to buy a house for your kid to live in, um, with your, your mortgage payment would be approximately $1,000 a month. The property taxes would be about five thousand a year, and the insurance a hundred, a thousand dollars a year, or fifteen hundred dollars a month would be your fixed expense if you buy a place for your kid to live in, where he can rent it out or she can rent it out to other tenants. All right, so the rents that you would get would be twenty eight eight, and you know that they're going to pay the rents because mom and dad don't want the kids kicked out in the street. <laughs> they don't want them back home. Right, that, that's good. and so the rents coming from the students, mom and dad. All right. So the interest that they pay is deductible, sixty three hundred. Um, the taxes they pay, five thousand, deductible. The insurance they pay, a thousand dollars, deductible. You're paying your son to be the manager, ninety six hundred dollars. He then gives you that money as rent. Yeah. Right. That's right. So he's the manager. That's deductible. Repairs he'd made thousand dollars cleaning twelve hundred travel for you to come visit the rental property where he happens to be living five hundred dollars utilities a thousand 
or the total expenses then for that rental is 25.6, you end up with extra cash flow. So in essence, your son lives there for free of $3,200. And because you're in the 15% federal uh, and 7% New York state, you're going to also save $1,078 in taxes. So you end up with 4278 with free housing for your kid. Right. And, and that's after plus, depreciation. Plus a pre, yeah. Plus that's after depreciation. Yeah. Uh, because the depreciation on this would, would be $8,100. So, so here you got all this and your kids going to, to school uh, with housing at no, no cost. So then at the end of three years, the kids graduated. And if you only had a 3% appreciation rate, but it's been more like 7%, but utilizing that, it'd be worth 275000 You can exchange that house for another investment house that you use as a vacation home. Pretty and cool. And you wouldn't pay taxes on it. So you get this asset and it's appreciating and it's just a win-win for all parties involved. And who knows, right. it may be worth it to keep it and, you know, make the three, but rent out the three bedrooms, you know, to write. You mean continue it on. To continue yeah. it on. Right. Yeah. I mean, if you're, in, if you're in Albany and you did it with your kid in Buffalo, that's That different. would be hard, right. But if you're in Buffalo and you did good, you might just keep keep it up, right? right? Yep. Or I know. Maybe, and maybe get another one. Yep. I know you have some clients that have done really good for ha having rentals by University of Buffalo, you know? Oh my gosh. Yeah. One of my, one of my clients has like 50 houses and he's a gazillionaire, mm -hmm. you know, he picks up the rent in a limo. I'm only kidding. But I mean, <laughs> I mean, he bought them when the property values more than 10 years ago were half. And you know, it, it's great when you're by a, in a college town. Yep. Absolutely. Right? So, and then the other thing is not only do they get the expenses, the depreciation, but that positive cash flow could qualify for a 199A deduction, right? right. So they have to be a separate bank account. It has to be for investment purposes. And so he'd also get a 20% deduction in that. And I didn't even figure that in because I wasn't sure if this particular person had separate banking. But you have to conduct yourself. Right. But this is a loss. So the QBI wouldn't even come into play. Oh, you're right, Chris. But if, right. It, if it was but a the positive, yeah, the positive cash flow. Um, I forgot that with the depreciation, it was it was a loss. You're right. Right, but if it was a profit, then they'd qualify potentially right. for the. But small I mean, business. if you're uh, somebody that's looking at an investment that's affordable and easy to manage, because you want to make sure that you're in an area where uh, you're not um, reinventing the wheel, so to speak, and people think that you're the welfare, but if if it's a place where there's a demand like colleges, you can you can just do extremely well, not only from a tax standpoint, and even though this is a tax show from a tax, but from an, a long term investment standpoint, plus the right to exchange it when you're done. Right. Yep. And so, and I got to tell you, when you're doing a rental, record keeping is really important. And, and so, you, and any any part of your tax return mm -hmm, record keeping is mm -hmm. important, right? Especially. That. All right, I'm Esther Golias, the tax lady. If you're interested in our tax school, it's going to be starting in Oct mid October. You can uh, register online. You can actually take it wherever you are in the United States or the world. You can do it online. Uh, or if you're in the Western New York area, you can join us at one of our uh, locations. Uh, until next time, I'm Esther Gullius, the tax lady from EG Tax. If you're getting letters, 
you got any questions, just go on our hop on our website, uh, ask the tax lady, and we'll be very happy to help you. Uh, until then, I'm Esther Lisa Tax Lady with Tiffany Fabian, Christopher Fabian. Any last minute words that people should know? Um, no, you listen to our radio show every Saturday from three to four on WBEN. You can also go to egtax.com and listen to it on our from our website. Yep. Hook to it. All right. We'll see you next time. Have a great week. Bye bye. New friends, new opportunities, new partners, EG Tax.